Welcome to MarketScale Software and Technology. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and today I have an opportunity to have a conversation with Mike Yoder, the co-founder and CEO of WinTech. Mike, how are you doing today? Hi, Sean. I'm doing great. Thank you. Now, I'm not going to bore you with asking you your life story because as a tech nerd, I'm sure that would be incredibly fascinating to me and the journey that you took to get here. I understand the entrepreneurial spirit that you and and your brother Frank had when you started founding companies. Um, What I'm interested in is the industry obviously changes day by day, but you get to have that 30,000 yard view and see the landscape from a, a, a solution divisor. You come up with ideas. And one of the ideas you came up with, which is absolutely mind-blowing, is Alice Receptionist. So let's start off. First off, is it a pain working with your brother? Number two, are you the older brother or the younger brother? And three, let's talk about Alice and who takes most of the credit for that. Sure. So, um, well, to start off, uh, I actually, me and my brother are uh, no longer uh, working uh, together with Wintech. He's gone on to another company, um, but we did launch the, uh, the the company together and he's still very much uh, involved in the company, just not on a day-to-day basis. So I guess I would be the one who's sort of um, running the company at this point. As far as who is sort of responsible for the ideas, I, w- I would say it was very collaborative. We've both uh, come from an engineering background. Um, early on, we we had another company in which we developed custom solutions for many different companies that really focused on improving performance for uh, employees within a company, finding uh, ways to do automation and streamline processes. Um, and so um, both of us had sort of that vision of how can we help companies be more effective and more efficient with, with their resources and now that was advanced information systems, right? That's right. Yeah, that was uh, a software development company that we both uh, were partners in for uh, over 20 years. So quite a good stretch there. And AIS really, that grew into probably larger than you originally expected. At one point, didn't you have over like 50 developers and engineers working in there? Yeah, exactly. We um, Right up there towards the uh, dot-com boom, um, we had uh, yeah over 50 uh, consultants or, or employees who were operating as consultants developing solutions for companies throughout the U.S., Canada, and Europe. I'm really interested. As a, a developer, how... What sort of different thought process do you have to take when you're thinking short-term versus long-term roadmaps? Well, so, yeah, that's that's a great question because a lot of times when companies uh, or, or individuals come to you with an idea of sort of, uh, you know, where do we want to get this product, uh, a short-term approach will end up causing long-term headaches, obviously, right? And so um, we always have taken the approach and continue to with the Alice product, um, of we want to figure out, you know, long-term, where do we want to be? And then all of our, our you know, sort of roadmap um, milestones are, uh, are done with that in mind. So we don't get into a position where we're making a short-term decision that solves an immediate problem, but will cause us problems later on. For instance, uh, building sort of one-off um, components for a product like Alice Receptionist. We've tried to uh, well, we have avoided those type of requests from customers just because it, it creates a, sort of a, a tumbleweed type of snowballing effect of problems. 
Well, I do have a question, um, because obviously Alice Receptionist is evolving as you come up with new ideas and new ways to accomplish the, the tasks that you assign to the system. Uh, and I'm assuming that at some point AI will start to play a, a larger role in, in expanding the abilities and, and sort of the strengths of the system. I, I am curious... Which side of the equation do you get the larger pushback, or where is there more hesitancy in moving to an automated receptionist? Is it from the company's side, uh, where they want to make sure they present a human sort of interaction as the at first glance for their customers, or is there more pushback and hesitancy from the customer side because they don't know exactly what to expect? I would say it's it's initially from the uh, from the company side, just because they don't know what to expect if they haven't used this sort of uh, automation or automated system uh, in their greeting process. Um, so there's just a hesitation from the customer to you know to know what that experience is going to be like because they haven't had it before. Um, what we found is um, from a customer standpoint, the end user. Uh, it's very uh, convenient. Uh, the system was designed um, with a very simplistic approach. So anybody walking in off the street, a visitor to a building can very easily uh, understand the system. It provides uh, audio and visual prompts um, and they can use it to quickly connect with the employee within the building. So the um, we really have gotten very positive feedback from uh, the customer side of things, from the uh, company side of things. Once we sort of go through a demonstration with them, so initially when it's just a, a thought or an idea in their head, it's kind of hard to sometimes get your hands around it. But uh, once you actually see the system uh, working and how easy it is and intuitive it is to interact with it, um, then uh, companies uh, very quickly buy into the idea. You mentioned the system is, is fairly simple, but I don't want anybody to misunderstand that. Simple does not mean uh, lack of power. You have um, started beefing up the security aspects, and I know that you're working on additional verification technologies. Um, this is not, this is not a, a cookie-cutter, out-of-the-box solution, and it seems like, and, and I don't want to give away any any you know, secrets that you have worked with a, a couple of government agencies. So the dependability has to be there. It has to be ironclad and it has to work. Um, but in addition to that, the scalability of it, I would imagine there's really not a limit to what you can make it do. Yeah. So there are, um, you know, if I, uh, talk about, um, uh, you know, it being simple, uh, you're right. What I'm trying to refer to there is the interface. And, and that really comes from that background of 20 plus years of building user interfaces for customers and for their, their employees. Um, and so we sort of got really good at understanding how people interact with computers, what confuses them, and what seems intuitive. intuitive. And so we've designed the system to really be focused on that customer experience. The backside of that though is the complexity of the system we have. It is probably the most complex um, technology in this field on the market. And that's part because we started early in this uh, field and, and really got a head start on everybody else. And the other part of that is um, we are targeting, um, as you mentioned, government agencies, large corporations. And so enterprise, um, 
type of features have been a key part of what we've baked into the product. Um, so it's not just, as you'll see some products out there, you walk in and there's just a simple, like an iPad that you can use to sign in on. Um, while we have those components, it does a lot of other things, um, some related to that security, as you mentioned, verifying people so you know exactly who's coming in your building. Um, we can even do screening to see if they're identified on, let's say, a government watch list or some other list so that alerts can be raised within the company or the building when individuals are coming in that are flagged as identifiable people that want to be treated differently than, than your normal visitor. Now, you mentioned some deployments that people might see in in another product it might be just a simple iPad, but you've expanded the Alice receptionist's um, presence by including an Alice kiosk into the equation. Give me a give me a, a, a like a virtual audio walkthrough. I walk into a building and I see an Alice kiosk. What do I do next? Yep. So uh, you're right. The the kiosk um, the hardware comes in lots of different flavors, but the kiosks are the ones that are most popular. They're uh, just like you'd see a kiosk at a you know airport. Um, these are typically much larger, a 42 inch or 55 inch screen. Um, so the very front and center, when people walk in, they see that device and we use motion detection. So when someone walks up to that device, uh, the Alice system plays a video greeting. So we have pre-recorded Alice personalities. These are um, people that uh, we have uh, up to 10 different personalities. You can choose them, different, uh, you know, male or female ethnicities, different languages. And they greet the visitor as they walk in which draws the visitor to the kiosk. And then the, the visitor sees on the kiosk um, typically a list of employees or it could be departments or if it's a multi-tenant building, it can be a list of companies. Um, and this touchscreen uh, kiosk um, is interactive. So the visitor can simply touch on, let's say an employee card, and that will initially uh, make a phone call uh, or a video call to that employee. So if the employee is sitting in the back of their office at their desk, uh, let's say they're using Skype for business on their desktop to communicate. The call will come in through that Skype client, pop up, and they can actually see the person in the lobby. And the person in the lobby can see them. So you have that face-to-face -face interaction, even though you don't have someone physically in the lobby. Now, you mentioned the sort of the technology earlier. There are some advances in recognition that are starting to make their way into everyday use, uh, facial, re facial recognition, um, and additional forms of identification. When you mention sort of personalizing the response, either based on an ethnicity of the, of the greeter or, or language, is there a, a use case where you would have a way to recognize an employee's badge through RFID, maybe to, I don't know, they walk in and they get an announcement, hey, your meeting's been moved to so-and-so room, or welcome back, John, or is there is that a feature that would make any sense? Yeah, certainly. So those more intelligent interactions are sort of uh, some of the items on our roadmap for product development right now. That includes excuse me, the facial recognition aspect of that. So actually being able to see uh, somebody walk into 
your lobby and recognize this is an employee or this is a visitor or this is a vendor uh, and then take some sort of reaction. So with an employee, it could be something as, as uh, simple as um, ignoring them so that they don't get interrupted by the system every time they walk by it. Or it could be something more complex that like you're suggesting where it actually provides them information, whether that's about their calendar, about maybe corporate events going on that day or, or visitors, important visitors who will be in the building. Um, those are things that sort of, uh, those are the things we're working on, which we really believe will enhance the system. So it goes beyond sort of being that gatekeeper and it now becomes more of that AI where it's, it's providing information um, sort of flawlessly without the, the user required to, to do a lot of search and, and queries to get that information out. Yeah, it turns the the computerized system more into a proactive system so the customer can be more reactive instead of the customer having to initiate every step of the interaction by pushing enter. Right. And so, I mean, the, the system could, you know, let's say I have uh, the Atlas system in my lobby and I, I recognize I've registered my, let's say, vendors who come frequently. Um, it could recognize that vendor from ABC company and, and welcome them back and, and maybe even contact um, the host or the employee in my company uh, that I know works with that vendor. So that as soon as it sees that person walk in the lobby, it initiates a call to the employee and says, hey, John Smith is in the lobby um, and John can go out there and greet them. The the interesting thing about this is there's sort of a dichotomy happening. Uh, we are moving from a cost perspective away from a human receptionist that provides sort of that that interaction and that initial uh, emotional response that a visitor has to a building, whether it's their first time or their one hundredth time. But we're adding in certain instantaneous capabilities, as you mentioned, an automated call notifying you that a vendor is here or, um, you know, notifying some department that packages are being delivered. But that just seems like the tip of the iceberg. I don't want to give away any corporate circuits, but I'm going to ask you to tell me one thing that's on the roadmap that's in the future that you can talk about that really has you excited. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that we're looking at uh, that is pretty exciting for us is uh, our, our products really in the past been focused to uh, the corporate building or government building public spaces. Um, one of the things we're looking at uh, with a product coming out uh, next year will be actually in the education space. So for school systems, um, you know, there's a lot of um, people trying to solve how to, you know, um, secure schools and make them more safe for, for the staff and the, 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 uh, the children in the schools. And so we believe providing a more effective uh, and more uh, efficient way of vetting uh, visitors, parents, vendors, visitors who come to the school is one piece in a very large puzzle of how to make those um, schools safer. And so uh, we are working on a product right now that will incorporate um, you know, some of the things we've talked about, some of the things we haven't talked about that are specific to an education uh, school building type environment um, that I'm really excited about. I think it will add some real value to that sector. 
Now, uh, one of the things that I like to do is I like to try and add value to the conversation. I'm not always successful, but I think I have a really good idea for you. Um, moving forward, as you are programming the AI and the personalities, I'm just going to say I just have two names for you. Just something to think about. Morgan Freeman, Emma Stone. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. just as a just as a thought, because people love Morgan Freeman it, and people love Emma Stone. I would love to get either one of those uh, those recognizable names on our list. Yeah, we'll we'll have to keep working on that. One of the things we do uh, for companies is so we have our list of ten personalities you can pick from, but a lot of companies will actually record their own. So they'll have the president of the company or somebody who's in you know the PR side of things who's a recognizable brand for the company, and they can actually use those recordings of their person, you know, their, their people uh, instead of ours. And that makes it even that much more sort of branded for the company. And they can really get across, you know, a custom message to their visitors. I have to say, I'm really excited to go in and play with one of these myself. Although I don't want to be the guy who gets kicked out of the building because he won't stop playing with the kiosk. <laughs> so, you know, we'll have to talk offline and you can give me the names of some yeah. locations I can go that don't wouldn't mind me hanging out a little while. We can certainly do that. I appreciate it. Well, today it's been my pleasure to have a conversation with the co-founder and CEO of WinTech, the company that developed Alice Receptionist, Mike Yoder. Mike, thanks so much for taking the time. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for your time, Sean. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries. 